ये इंटरनेशनल गेम है सुनील दिमाग से खेला जाता है गुस्से से नहीं हेलो एवरीबॉडी एंड वेलकम टू एपिसोड 106 ऑफ हुक दर्शन हुक दर्शन Episode number 106 Karan which means we have to talk about the 2006 NBA finals obviously very famously known yes, for being, very famously known for being Dwayne Wade's first championship and his major sort of announcement to to the league that he's here and he's he's a big time player um what do you remember from the 2006 finals and what's your what's your sort of key takeaway memory from there yeah no it it was a big uh, it was a big big finals for my sort of basketball fanhood life lifetime you know in a way um i became a big dwayne wade fan i guess the the season before i think miami lost to the in the conference finals to detroit i remember they was a bit hurt and they lost to the conference finals so when they made these finals i was completely on the the, the miami heat bandwagon for, for for this particular finals and it you know obviously super contentious class were the better team in almost every other way and it took doing weight going really supernova but it also took a lot of like ref, questionable refereeing decisions for Miami to win um but i i enjoyed it i enjoyed his singular uh, dominance i think it was one of the greatest finals performances ever so yeah it was it was a pretty memorable series Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I also think about how uh, I think the narrative sort of changed on Dirk Nowitzki and the Dallas Mavericks as well as that, as if they were just like a regular season team and they didn't really have it. And if 2011 hadn't happened, maybe that that would be Nowitzki's legacy. Maybe he's he's on like a different team and stuff like that. So a lot of lot of different scenarios that could have happened, as you can imagine, with like every NBA season. It was for him. It was. the the loss in 2006 and then the way they went out in 2007 to the warriors in the first round uh, and he he'd won the mvp that season too so it was like back to back sort of uh, playoff disappointments for dirk um and and you and you're right like his if if 2011 hadn't happened because if if you i mean despite having you know lots of memorable uh, playoff series he, he never reached the top again and after 2011 again he he never really reached any great heights again so it's th- that singular year really defined him but i guess we should save that for 2011 or or episode 111 <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh cool so not too much in the way of indian basketball news today so karan let's just jump straight into our special guest why don't you tell our listeners who we're talking to today our special guest today is a very talented young man who's going to be one of the next big things for basketball in india so let's get him on hoop darshan so earlier this month we learned some wonderful uh, news lalnepuya achakchuak a graduate of the nba academy india had committed to play in a north park university in chicago originally from azol in mizoram achakchuak uh, first participated in the 2017-18 reliance foundation junior program before joining the nba academy india in 2018 um, and now he's he's made this really exciting commitment So Lalnepuya welcome to Hoop Darshan how are you doing I'm doing great Thank you 
so we're very excited to have you where are you right now are you are you in mizoram are you uh, you know are you in lockdown what's going on with your life yeah so yeah in mizoram we have this lockdown because of the situation is you know getting out of hand right now so uh, i'm right now uh, i'm i'm in my room right now okay uh is is are you safe or is your family safe are things okay for you guys and it's i mean i'm in delhi things are pretty out of hand here also so um yeah it's been up and down how are you and your family doing yeah uh, my, fa- my my family and i were doing great uh, but then uh, you know um just to be sure uh, we just you know locked the locked the gate and then we just uh, spend the day uh, spend the whole week at our house because mm-hmm. it's not safe to go outside right now so um my parents you know they are doing their you know their best to to keep us safe now so uh you you are from azol is is that where you are right now yeah yeah i'm in azol born and bred born and bred from the city yeah so tell me a little bit about you know let's start with this this great news that your commitment to north park um how did this come to be were you fielding other options from other places uh how how did this connection be made with uh with north park yeah so from last year um uh, since it is uh you know senior year at academy uh we i have to look for options you know uh, to play level so we have this zoom call with our uh, coach scott uh he sent out a list of basketball uh colleges so then uh you know uh i i to i I listed down. I listed down around 10 colleges which I was interested in. So um, uh, I applied to those colleges, and then uh, I got admission in uh, in four colleges. Uh, and then, but North Park, um, uh, I I applied to North Park around January this year. But then, uh, since uh, I have to give the English proficiency test, uh, and since um, my board exams were coming up, I I was like, you know, uh, I just concentrated. I would just concentrate on other colleges. But then. Um, as uh, since uh, because of the pandemic we we weren't able to you know uh, play uh, play uh, international matches so uh, like the colleges which i got admitted to you know they were asking to see me in real life or they you know they wanted to meet me personally so uh, they they kind of offered me a scholarship but then um, I, as we returned to academy this year on the month of february um, i got a call from north park uh, uh, i i got a call from the indian advisor so we said like your academic records are, are pretty pretty good so you have a good you have a great chance to be admitted so then um, you know i i carried on with the admission process and then what uh, as i was midway through the process um, i reached out to the north park uh, basketball coach and then i sent out my profile uh, which included my game clips from uh, from the various tournaments that i played and then my academic records so he said that he was interested in me so um, I know after I get the admit after I, I finish the application for a North Park I got the admission around uh two, two days later and then uh I told I informed him I informed the coach got I mean coach uh, Tom Slider their head coach so uh he said like um the next thing uh, I should do was to you know uh, dip, uh, pay the tuition tuition deposit and then after that I will have a spot in on the roster so i once uh, i informed that to my, uh, to my head coach coach god and then he uh, and like i have one other option was it was to play no prep school uh, it was it, it was in las vegas but then uh, i discussed with my parents and uh, coach god and so like after a few discussion i i think it was best for me to no play at division 3 basketball at north park 
that's the you know process that's i mean it's super exciting and it's and it's very interesting for me to learn that you know at the nb academy they they sort of guided you through this knowledge of yeah know, yeah th- these different because you know normally uh, as you probably know like if you are even if you're a very good player in india you, you yeah. might be even someone who can be a national player in india it's yeah. very difficult like you don't know anything these all these yeah. for example a place like north park i had never heard of this place until you got in you know so yeah. uh, it's I, i'm sure that that you just the process of searching for a university to attend must have been very yeah. educational for you right yeah it was yeah and it was you know it was quite difficult too but then you know uh, the the way i was searching for my colleges was that you know like a few of my uh, friends like panav uh, jakshan and all they were in, they they're in the us already so yeah i was looking for colleges where you know um, where they are near uh, i mean like mm-hmm. uh, since uh, uh, almost all of them are in the east side uh, east side of us i was looking for colleges in the east side so and like in uh, in chicago my mother uh, she has uh, two two of her friends who are living there so i was you know particularly looking for colleges in the uh, chicago area so yeah that's how i think i, I think yeah. you're going to love the chicago area I, i visited there and it's it's a great city but but we, we will talk about that a bit later um yeah you, you had mentioned that you have also uh, you had to do your board exams and i think in on in text you told me last week that that you're having exams this week actually as we speak so uh, yeah what's going on how are the exams going and i'm sorry to like take you away to talk about basketball when you have to worry about academics at the same time right yeah so so you know um on, uh, once we returned to the academy on the month of february uh, we started uh, you know uh, uh, like studying uh, very hard for the board exams but then uh, i think it was april and the month of april um, the cbc decided to postpone uh, our board so yeah uh, the academy sent us home uh, and then once uh, once we returned uh, once we returned home uh, it wasn't sure that you know we would uh, give the exam so it was very difficult to you know uh, study because like uh, i always have this thought in my mind that uh, you know what if i study so hard but then uh, it, uh, the boss will get cancelled so you know uh, it was very difficult but then um, as after the board uh, but then i you know for like one month i studied like three three subjects and then like uh the cbsc they decided to you know uh, cancel the board exams but then uh for our final assessment uh, we uh, we didn't you know how do i say uh, we need to give the pre boards pre board exams for our, for our final assessment so mm. uh like the school decided to uh, conduct exams from yesterday the pre board exams it it will be our third pre board exams okay are you ready how are you feeling which exam is it so is uh, I, you know, uh, in the previous papers, I've scored uh, pretty well in history and political science. So I decided not. To, uh, I decided not to take uh, those two uh, subjects. So I will be giving um, English. Uh, I've given English yesterday, and then I will be. I still have uh, physical education and psychology. Oh, physical education! You should kill it. Come on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. So, so uh, I mean, another question I will ask is like. when you find finalize the fact that you're going north park how did you share yeah. the news with your friends and family have you had a chance to celebrate i know it's lockdown i know things are difficult uh, have you celebrated with friends and family in any way not yet uh, because uh, like no uh, like how do i say it's not possible to go out right now so since yeah. it's uh, like oh, i think once uh, the lockdown is you know uh, uh, once uh, 
the the lockdown is over, I think I I may celebrate with my friends. That's a plan, but I don't know. It's mm-hmm. not sure yet. Um, Lalipuya, I want to take you on a little bit of a journey uh, back to where you started uh, uh, in terms of basketball and yeah. where sort of home and uh, and stuff like that is. Um, can you can you tell us how you got into basketball in the first place and I suppose like what what made you excited to get into basketball? Okay, so uh, the first sport that I played was football, but then I don't you know I don't really have much interest uh, in it. But so uh, when I was around six years old, um, my mother uh, she bought me basketball, and then since she used to uh, play during her school days, so uh, she, she she knew a few basics. So she taught me uh, dribbling skills and all, and then. Um, uh, I think when I was around eight years old, I was introduced to H. Lalinsanga, the you know the only uh, uh, player from Mizoram who has represented in uh, India at the international level. So uh, I attended his coaching. Uh, uh, it's called uh, Cash Jamian program. Uh, so I attended coaching on uh, in 2010. So I was around eight years old. And then in that same year, um, uh, J.D. Walsh, uh, international basketball coach, he, he came to coach me. So and then from there, you know, I, I started taking basketball seriously and then um as as years passed um i think uh, i played my first nationals in 2014 um it was my sub union nationals i was 12 years old and then um the next year uh it was in 2015 uh the museum super league started so you know like it, it was really exciting for uh, players like me because you know um like it, when the Mizoram Super League was started like uh, there's a lot of hype around it. So, and then um, after that, uh, uh, I played my inter-school basketball uh, inter-school basketball championship in 2016 and 17, where I won the gold medal in both. And then after that, uh, 2018 in the month of March, uh, uh, like the junior NBA program was uh, conducted in Mizoram uh, in at Hall Indoor Stadium. So um, I participated there, and then you know I was introduced to Coach Scott. So uh, I got I, I got the invitation uh, for the tryouts uh, at uh, Greater Noida, so I went for the tryouts um, on on the month of May, uh, and then uh, like 50 around 50 players uh, came from all over India to you know uh, for the tryouts, and then I was selected for uh, I was selected to be a part of the NBA Academy India after that tryouts. Wow, that's 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 quite a journey from when you picked up that basketball when you were six years old to to where you are today. Um, really, really great work on that, Lalponia. Uh, one thing I want to focus on a little bit more uh, specifically yeah. is the the Mizoram basketball culture. So we've had yeah. a couple of guests in the past that have spoken to us about the Miso Super League and it's got Karan and I like super excited. At some point, we, we'd like to experience that and, and we'd love to you know soak in the Miso basketball culture. So tell us about how um, how Mizo basketball culture developed and wh- what it's like in in the state, uh, and how does it compare to, I guess, like typically football is is the main sport in the region, right? Um, so t- tell us a little bit about hoops culture. Yeah, uh, so basketball in Mizoram has always been popular, but then the problem is that uh, you know we don't have much uh, basketball tournaments, so we don't uh, like players. Uh, it can be discouraging for players because they have they. No, they don't fight. They don't. They don't see any future in basketball. But then, um, when the Mizoram Super League was started, uh, there was a lot of excitement uh, around it because, like, players will. I know they, they will be treated like professional, and that they will they will be playing uh, basketball tournament and in a in a huge uh, like, you know, like in a big stage. 
So uh, uh, when it was started, uh, I, I think uh, it was started in 2015. So uh, like we don't, uh, I think Patam Singh, uh, the Indian uh, basketball player, he even he even played here. So like it, it gave it gave a lot of expo- uh, experience for the uh, you know Mizoram uh, players because. Um, like um, in the finals, I, I still remember watching uh, Patam Singh. Um, his shooting was so great. So you know, uh, like players, they, uh, the Mizor players, they recognize that. You know, they find out that they observe that um, it was important to be a, a good uh, free throw shooter and a good three point shooter. So as you know, the seasons uh, continues continues. Um, like a lot of uh, foreign players and uh, you know, Indian Indian players uh, come to Mizoram to play uh, at the MSL. So. There's a lot of growth in the level of basketball in Mizoram, and like, mm, how would I say, um, uh, like, because of that, you know, uh, you know that that hype, uh, th- a lot of kids, you know, taking up basketball, uh, they began to take up basketball, and like, uh, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of growth in the Mizoram Mizoram players, and you know, um, I think uh, that that it could be seen in the performance by. Uh, 2019 sub junior national uh, Mizoram team because uh, they won the they won the the gold medal like after I think around 15 years maybe so there, there's a lot of hype around basketball right now. That's amazing. Um, and when you were when you were growing up with the sport, did you have any like role models that you that you wanted to um, idealize your game on? So obviously there there must be role models at different levels, right? There must be like. Uh, role models from the yeah. Mizoram basketball program. There must be some from like the general Indian program, and obviously like there must be some NBA players you kind of looked up to as well. So in Mizoram, um, since uh, uh, um he's like um, my first coach. So uh, he, I, be, uh, you know, I grew up idolizing him, and then um, in like in in the NBA, uh, I idolized um, Kobe Bryant because he was the first player I know, and then like. Um, I I watched his game I think in 2008. I get, uh, it was a fin- NBA finals I think with the Boston Celtics. So you know I grew up watching him and then yeah that that's the two people that I grew up idolizing. And then right now Larina um, Larina uh, um, he is killing in the like he is he is dominating the Mizoram Super League. So it's really you know uh, you know I, how would I say I'm a big fan of his game. Yeah, um, Lalnipur, you, you you won't be shocked to hear, but you you are actually the second Mizo player who was on the podcast after Lalrena. Lalrena oh. joined us. Um, I would say it's now almost two and a half years ago. It's time oh. has flown by, but of course he showed he told us so much about the growth of the game there, and he he is like a legend there now, right? Like he's yeah. been killing it. Like he's actually made it to the national team. You know, um, yeah. he he's he, he must be one of like everyone's mentors right now yeah it's because you know uh, uh, uh like last year um uh you know uh they use uh the zakor bca the his msl team they used yep. to practice by home court so uh they would use to invite me to for practice so you know uh, i would used to play against him and it's really great uh, experience for me because uh, like i get to guard uh um the like the best mizo basketball uh player so it's a really good experience for me so, so how soon are you gonna be like better than him? What's the what's the ticking clock in that? Are you challenging him to this? You guys talk about this uh, stuff? <laughs> not. I I will be patient because like like <laughs> once uh, I go there and start you know uh, re, uh, start really working hard. Right? So I think maybe 
I surpass him. I I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Current um, control and he he likes to he likes to inside these countries. So so uh, so uh, you mentioned a couple of other great names when you were talking about your sort of growth in basketball. Of course, you mentioned yeah. Coach Scott Fleming a few times. He has been one of our favorites. He was actually the first ever guest we had on Hoop Darshan. Uh, just yeah. one of our favorite people. And of course, you mentioned my friend JD Walsh. He yeah, is yeah. Uh, actually a very old friend of mine, and uh, he's yeah. been on the podcast too. And so it was really cool to see that you had a connection with him too. So if he's yeah. listening, uh, shout out to JD as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tell me a little bit more about your own playing style. Like, are you, um, are are you? And I I know you're sort of like a guard, you're a swingman. Do, do you play yeah. will Lalrina plays or, or how is your game different? How is your how is your own playing style unique? So my playing style, um, I, obviously I play with a pace. Like, you know, um, um, like in the academy. Uh, before entering the academy, I was I was just a strictly uh, a three point shooter because. Uh, before the I before I joined the academy, I used to wear contact lenses. I mean, I used to wear my glasses at at the game. So you know, I was scared to drive in. So I would just uh, stick to uh, stick around the um, uh, three point three point line, and then I would just uh, shoot three pointers. But then uh, as I joined the academy, um, I became a lot you know uh, mentally stronger. And then one uh, as as we have our practices, and as you know, coach thought uh, he used to develop our our uh, speed, and then. I you know I use my speed to drive in as you know uh, and I think uh, I have a good speed and then yeah with my three point shooting so I think yeah that's my game. I don't... Where do you? Sorry, go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, continue. I was gonna say uh, now going forward now you know obviously now you have to raise your game another level for yeah. the college level in the US. Where specifically do you feel your game needs improvement? Um, I think it would be shooting because like right now, um, uh, like the the NBA, I mean, with uh, basketball, there's a lot of you uh, know it is really important to be a good shooter. So mm-hmm. I want I really 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 like to improve my shooting. And then uh, since I'm only six one and I will be playing against uh, you know uh, tall taller players in the US, I wanted to I want to improve my floater and like mm-hmm. floater is really it is. No, it's really helpful in during games because it you know you release uh, the ball at a high arc and then it's really uh, you know hard to defend that uh, uh, floater. Um, do do you know? Um, I'm sure you you have already been aware of the team that North Park will be having uh that you'll be playing with uh yeah. in in this coming season. Do, uh, do you know much about the the important players in the team and do you know how, where and how you will fit in 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 the team roster? Yeah, so when when I uh, when I check out the roster, um, like their point guards, uh, usually they're they're around only five ten, five eleven, something like that. So um, they don't have uh, taller players. And when you know when the NBA media uh, was re- uh, reaching out to uh, my the the head coach of North Park, he said he really like he really liked my size for at a, at the point guard. So uh, and like. I would watch. I have watched around four, four of their matches um, in North Park. So uh, their main point guard he's around five five eleven, and, uh, and he and he's already a senior. So I think you know I will have a good chance you know uh, to play a, a great minute there. 
Lalnipuri, I want to ask a few more things about the North Park and Chicago connection. So you said yeah. you your mom's got a couple of friends in Chicago, and that was one of the reasons why you were looking at universities there. So uh, before before any of this stuff happened, did you know much about North Park University, or did you know much about Chicago? Is, was that was that somewhat of a uh, a place where you kept an eye on? Uh, my first choice was uh, you know colleges in the Wisconsin uh, Wisconsin area because my second cousin lives there. But then I don't know much about North Park and you know um, the Chicago area. But then uh, uh, when you know uh, I was looking for in, uh, other alternatives, uh, I think I, I made uh, you know I was I was re- researching and all, and then I found the, like I used to watch YouTube videos like you know the facts about Chicago and all. So uh, before uh, I get the admission, I I wasn't really you know uh, I didn't know much about Chicago. What about uh, what about the Bulls? Did you did you ever follow get behind the Bulls or do you, do you even have like a a favorite NBA team or anything like that? I I don't you know uh, the uh, I don't really support the Bulls that much, but I like Zach Levine. So, I, <laughs> mm. did you have, do you have a favorite NBA team? Yeah, right now it's it would be uh, Los Angeles Lakers. But then uh, since they are out of the playoffs, I'm I'm rooting for Phoenix Suns. Because uh, Devin Booker is like my favorite player, player right now. Oh, that's awesome. I, I like your I like your uh, style of sort of role models and players. They're all like um, athletic, shooting, yeah. quick, fast players. I, I really like that. So I, I'm guessing um, you you model your game after these kind of players, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, Kaushik is also a big big Lakers fan. He's not saying it right now because he's embarrassed how the season ended, but. Injury. <laughs> Both of us went out at the same same stage in the playoffs. <laughs> um, um, it's, you, you'll have to start supporting the Bulls now that you are you're there. You, you, you might get to go to a few games and stuff, so I think that should be fun. Yeah, uh, like they have added a few uh, good players last year. So I, I, this year or last year, I don't remember. So I think um, they will have a solid season this year. So I will be rooting for them. Yeah, uh, go check out the United Center to take a photo with the the Michael Jordan statue. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be pretty epic. Yeah. Some stuff. Uh, when you when you eventually do move to Chicago and and start university there, what do you think you'll miss most about uh, about India, and what do you, what do you think you'll miss most about home? Uh, first, I would you know I would miss my family and friends because see um. Uh, when I was academy so I would always miss them so much, uh, like because it's really it, it's not that it's not that easy you not know, to go away from your parents and your uh, friends. And second thing I would miss is the mountains, like uh, the Mizoram is so beautiful. So uh, how would I say, like I, 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 in the evening I would always uh, uh, you know go to the balcony and then watch the view. So I would miss that thing. So. I think it would be the Mizoram and then my family that uh, that I would be missing. What about uh, what about like? Do you know if Chicago has like a, a Mizo community or, or something like that where you can sort of? Uh, it's it's not going to be your family and friends, of course, but like you can maybe yeah. like you belong to something like that there. Do you know if there's something like that? I don't know yet, but then uh, see um, like. My mother's friend, uh, she's uh, she's living around 45 minutes away from my university, so it's not that far. And mm-hmm. like like I've, I've mentioned, uh, my 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 cousin, she's living in Wisconsin, so it's like two hour two hour drive from Chicago. 
So, you know, I'm uh, my parents, they are thinking like uh, I will spend Christmas and my holidays with uh, with my cousins. So, yeah, that's my plan. Nice, nice. And what about what about miso food? Tell us about miso food and um, and like what, what's your sort of favorite thing to eat? And what, what do you what do you think you're going to like learn how to how to make this just so you can sort of feel that connect? <laughs> See, uh, miso like i don't really have you know a love for miso food that much because like i can i can eat miso food but then uh, most of the food that i eat at home is uh, like they are like uh chicken and all it's like it, it is not like a miso dish so th- that's i can i don't i don't know how to how i would you know how would I, how i would answer that that's fair enough um cool um yeah good luck uh, you had mentioned um, briefly that that you are now on the uh, that you know now that you're leaving leaving you're, you're leaving the family behind that it's going to be difficult to how are your uh, family and friends how are they dealing with it are, are your your parents are cool with the idea because obviously you've been away now for several years right you've been at the academy so it's not going to be that drastic a move is it yeah it won't be that drastic but then like uh my it, it will be difficult for my grandmother for sure because like she's she's old now and then like she she would always miss me so much when i was in the academy so uh i think um maybe uh, they will get adapted to i don't know i don't know about it well but it's you know it's, it's good to have you know a change in your life like it's a it's for a good cause so um, I'm, I'm, tra- I'm i'm chasing my dream so they're they're supporting uh in in me they're so they're supporting me on that journey so no that's great to know and it, and you're definitely doing something that's you know very rare it, and even though the numbers of, of players from the academy like yourself and the other friends you mentioned they're increasing yeah. you guys are still in such a minority of the people yeah. who are getting a chance to do this so uh, yeah. i hope you enjoy before i let you go you had briefly mentioned um, you know that you're now sort of you're rooting for the, the Suns to go on uh, as as the remaining team. I also yeah. I'm like I, I'm a Knicks fan, but for, for the <laughs> remaining of the playoffs, I've I've gotten on the Suns bandwagon. I really like that team a lot. Um, yeah. uh, I, I'm sure you've been watching the playoffs every day. Uh, tell yeah. us tell us what's what's been on your mind. Who, who do you think goes on to win the title from here? Give us your predictions. So in the East. Uh... You see, uh, today we saw Kevin Durant, like he dropped 49 points, so like he's like really unstoppable, unstoppable, unstoppable right now. Yeah. So I see he's going to uh, making the uh, finals in from the East and then from the West. Uh, I th- I don't know about uh, Clippers and Jazz. Uh, it's hard for you know, it's hard to predict, but I think uh, Phoenix Suns will go through uh, to the for from the West and then maybe uh. I think uh, Brooklyn's, uh, Brooklyn Nets have a better chance to win the title, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it is, it's hard to argue against a team with three stars, yeah. and then even even yeah. when two go down, one of one of them is good enough, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's not fair. Uh, well, um, uh, again, I want to thank you for joining us so much, and um, Really, uh, good luck with the rest of your journey. So, when do you actually fly off to Chicago? When's the big day? So, you know, the pro- uh, the problem is uh, right now um, the embassies are closed, uh, US embassies are closed, and I I still haven't uh, you know uh, got my appointment for the visa. So, mm-hmm. um, when I talk to the uh, <clears throat> academic counselor for North Park, uh, for yeah North Park, uh, 
he said I should uh, reach uh, North Park by 24th August. So uh, that that's uh, my plan. But then if I don't get the visa on time, I may have to, you know, uh, take a leave for one month or maybe, uh, uh, you know, move to uh, Chicago in the month of uh, next year, Jan January. So it depends on, you know, uh, whether I get a start for visa uh, visa interview. Well, we wish you the best, both with the bureaucratic side of these things, just getting there, and hopefully with the basketball side of things. Uh, yeah. Lalipuya, thank you for joining Hoopdarshan, and please stay in touch. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So I want to thank Lalnipuya Chakchuak for joining us on episode 106 of Hoop Darshan. Uh, Kaushik, b- before we end this episode, I want to continue our sort of recent tradition, which is, well, actually, it's been a tradition forever, <laughs> to be honest. But we like to close our episodes with a little bit of NBA talk, don't we? Yes, and especially so with the playoffs. Um reaching its reaching its climax in the way that uh, the second round played out over the last couple of weeks it, it is literally i mean you couldn't have said it better like reaching its climax it, it has been i, I think I, I texted you and a few other friends I, I feel like this has been probably the most unpredictable playoffs in a long time my entire i'm i'm continuously in a in a state of wtf you know like what is happening how are these things actually happening that are happening yeah, it's like it's like the Hunger Games of basketball or something like that. You know, there's there's people getting injured left, right, and center. There's surprising teams that are that are winning. There's favorites that are crashing down and choking beyond anyone's imagination. So it's all happening. Um, it's so I mean, just to sort of like, you know, let everyone know. Well, I mean, I guess everyone does know, but it. it one of the crazy parts is that, except for Phoenix, I think every other higher seed has lost in the second round. So mm-hmm. that includes Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Utah. And Phoenix, you know, even though they beat Denver, I think a lot of people would have said, I, I, I sort of believed in Phoenix to get this far, but a lot of people didn't. To be honest, I didn't even believe Phoenix would win the first round against the Lakers. So yeah. I, I counted on them to beat the Nuggets, but that's that's extra. I think. So the fact that we have these four final teams, Atlanta, I, I find it so funny that Atlanta is one of these teams. Atlanta's playing Milwaukee and Phoenix is playing the Clippers. Uh, the, I guess Clippers and Milwaukee, you could have sort of talked yourself into that reality. But especially with uh, the Clippers without Kawhi, that seems unlikely. And Milwaukee yeah. having beaten Brooklyn, that seems unlikely. So we are in this... Crazy, 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 like NBA world right now. But before we talk about these, these conference finals, I just want to say, like, to you, what have been the sort of takeaways from this second round? What are the things you're going to remember the most? Uh, I think the thing that I'm going to remember the most is Ben Simmons. He gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a bit, a bit ridiculous, right? Like, would would anybody have picked the Hawks to beat the Sixers? I think, like, in hindsight, everything makes sense. But I don't think anyone at the start of the series did, right? Regardless of whether Embiid had an injury or not, he, he still played well. He still put up numbers. But they just got, like, outclassed, outcoached, out-tactixed, whatever the word for that is. <laughs> and I, I, and I don't Simmons, know if it even makes sense in hindsight, though. 
like I, I still feel with because you know so going back to whenever we recorded the previous episode I, I remember my question to you was at what percentage should Joel Embiid be for the Hawks mm. to even have a chance and I think we both settled on around 50 right yeah I, I think even though he was hobbled Embiid was better than 50% he was you know we got a 75 to 80% Embiid in this in this series and the Hawks just I, I'll be honest I think I underestimated them back from the Knicks series I, I didn't even think they could beat my Knicks um they have really surprised me in a in a pleasant way they have been their offense has been incredible and the 76ers are just I, I don't even know what the adjective is there for how terrible this this reality is for Philadelphia right now I'll tell you I'll tell you how terrible it is Karan when the sixers started their process rebuild atlanta was still in the playoffs yeah so i started their rebuild after the process and have now got to the in, um, eastern conference finals before the process it's, it's insane it's insane <laughs> they've been they, they've rebuilt before this whole dramatic process rebuild and you know uh, we can't we can't blame it all on the process because daryl mori was fired now four or five years ago so mm-hmm. they have continued to be They continue to. Uh, I'm sorry. Sam Hinkie was fired. Darryl oh Morris. yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry, sorry. Sam Hinkie was fired five years ago, and uh, even even this new reality of Philadelphia seems. I, I just feel bad for, for for Philadelphia fans right now because I know how passionate they are, you know, uh, as a city for, for this team. So that's pretty sad. It's so funny that the the Suns sweeping the Nuggets was. even the sweep was shocking because i thought that would be one of the closest yeah. series i thought the suns and nuggets would go all the way yeah and, and we we discussed before right like we thought that this would be the first series that the nuggets would miss mare but we yes. it would be this much it's it's it was, even the easiest series was shocking and uh, of course we all saw this, the clippers i i don't even know how to describe how that game 6 went their comeback to win without kawai just how good this team that we all make fun of all the time that neither of us has any faith in uh, honestly m- my entire like um my entire positive thinking for the clippers was based on kawai leonard i always thought okay they have yeah. kawai that's at least yeah. there's that as as messed up as everything else is but the funny thing is they're here now um and and i'm going to bring it all back to 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 my uh, biggest takeaway from the second round was that half an inch of Kevin Durant's shoe size that his became the difference sorry said, his big ass foot as he said his big ass foot that became the difference between i assume the nets basically winning an nba title because i think if they win this if that shot is a three they they basically run through and everyone and kyrie and harden are healthy in time for any future challenges and they win a championship I think that big ass foot or that half an inch of of shoe ended up being the difference between that and now possibly we are speaking of a, a new reality where it's it's Giannis's title to lose. Um yeah. That, that was an incredible series. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from that series? And I know I stole the best one which is Kevin Durant's big ass foot. But what else did you like go away with? Uh, I suppose we should talk about Kevin Durant's big ass game, right? Like he's Oh my god. He's multiple- amazing. He is insane and to put things into perspective like we all knew he was insane we all knew that he was kind of coming for the whole lebron throne and uh, probably got it but we didn't give him enough credit because he did it with golden state right and then he yeah. got injured 
with the Achilles tear, and that's ruined practically everyone who's had that had that injury. And he comes back with a, I wouldn't say like misfit, but like an oddly put together roster. Yeah. And he does that in the playoff series. It's incredible. It's incredible how good he is. It, he's moving as if he's never had that injury before. Uh, and if it wasn't for, like, the whole point of three superstars on the Nets were that one of them is an insurance for when the other one gets injured, right? So they basically played with, like, maybe barely one and a half superstars. Like, maybe like 1.1 superstars because James Harden was hobbled. And yeah. they still took that. Bucks team to seven. Um, it's it's insane. It's insane how good this team can be. It's insane how good Kevin Durant is. And if it isn't, if it wasn't for that big ass foot <laughs> or little <laughs> little distance between his shoe and the line, we could be different. We could be in a different reality. Yeah, I, I, and and you said it perfectly right. Like it was, they're basically a 1.1 star team, and and even then they nearly beat one of the best teams in the league in a playoff series you know it's a uh, it's pretty amazing and and he is his return from achilles is i, I think it, it's the greatest anyone has ever come back from a major injury like that uh, he he to me is the best player in the nba i, I don't think among the guys who's left I, I don't think i could see anything that would change my mind now going forward he, yeah. as good as you know i think devin booker is amazing giannis is of course amazing um paul george has been pretty great Let's let's admit that, right? But mm-hmm. but no one's gonna be better than what Kevin Durant is, and and I yeah. think that's the sad part that he went out so early despite playing so well in these playoffs. So um, Kaushik, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna continue our recent tradition is I wanna ask a few big questions about each series, and now there's only two series left. So uh, let's start with the East. Does Milwaukee have an answer for Trey Young? The last two teams Trey played. He, he carved them up. He carved up the Knicks. He carved up the 76ers. And it's not just in the scoring. And I, I, you know, you know, if I'm um, if I'm an opposing coach, I'm not as worried about Trey's like jump shot as I'm about the way he pushes the ball, the way he's actually like he's distributing. He's got like that Steve Nash flair and like sort of a vision in him. Um, and, and and this is coming from a person who's actually like doubted Trey for so I, like I I am very impressed with what I've seen in. From from him in terms of just being a pure point guard, you know, um, can can the Bucks nullify that because the last few teams haven't been able to, and can they actually take him out of the game, not just as a scorer but as a as a creative person? Because if you remember Game Seven against the 76ers, he shot five of 21 or something, but he was still a threat. And I think his his sort of uh, his his floor leadership was made a bit difference. So what do you think? Can the Bucks take that away and and sort of uh, cruise in this series the way the Knicks and 76ers weren't able to? I think that's that's a great question. And my my answer to that is I don't think they'll be able to limit him any further than what the two previous teams could have been, right? Like we with Philadelphia, you put Ben Simmons on him, who's one of the best sort of on-ball defenders, and he was still able to do as as much damage as he did. So I don't think there's anyone on the Bucks who can individually guard him to that same level. Holiday is a great defender. Um, Middleton, if they want to bully him with with a little bit of length, can be that defender as well. But I think Trey's going to get his stamp his impact on the game. We've I was a I was a Trey sayer as well, a Trey naysayer. <laughs> but um, I think I've come around to he's 
he's legit really really good and he affects the offense at so many different levels not just his shooting but the way he sort of play makes and the way he opens up the court for for lots of different possibilities i think he's amazing uh, and th- every day as it goes by uh, i don't think the the hawks will ever win the fact that they they picked him over um, over luka doncic but i think there's less and less regret over that pick every single day right so um i think treyang is treyang is amazing but for me the key to the series will be how good does milwaukee's offense um play out in the series right they they played really really well against the miami heat but you could say that they were at the absolute worst against the brooklyn nets right and offensive yeah. offensive yeah uh, defensively they were amazing and i think they'll be they'll be the same but if you think about what the hawks have seen over the over the last two series it's a uh, a new york knicks team that does not have a a lead scorer in a way where it matters to the playoffs yeah. so like a poor offensive team and the way the the 76ers played outside of embiid it's also a poor offensive team so i think on paper bucks are not that but if they play like they did against the nets then it could become a closer series than anyone imagines my view is that it's not going to happen i think the bucks have uh, have gained a level of confidence that that came from their victory over the nets and i think they they doubted themselves a little bit but they really dug deep to play that hyper defensive style and yanis yanis being the beast that he was inside i think there's a set level of confidence that's set into the bucks and i i do believe that it's it's theirs and yanis's title to lose Yeah, uh, in this series, I would agree with you. I think as bad as Milwaukee's offense is, they have they have easy options for two points between Giannis and Middleton. Like they can get two points almost whenever they wish in a in in the flow of a game. Now we know the the fourth quarter troubles with when it becomes a half court set. How like weird Milwaukee's offense can be. Um, but but fortunately for them. the hawks are not a great defensive team and uh, i think overall the bucks just have more balance and the confidence thing matters a lot i think they they have got they've got a monkey off from off the back that um, that, that that they were going to have this like playoff disappointment again this playoff choke again yeah. with all the with all the injuries to brooklyn it was still it still took them a lot to dig deep and come back from 2-0 down to win that series right uh, yeah. not just 2-0 down but 3-2 down as well like after i thought that was it they let go of game 5 i thought this was going to be the end so i think uh, they showed some you know they 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 showed some sort of mental toughness in that uh i'm i'm going to call this milwaukee in 6 uh over atlanta and, and i'm saying I, i i've been betting against atlanta every single round So who knows <laughs> at this point, but I, I have a feeling this is where they finally stop. Yeah, I, I'm I'm even more confident, in fact, in in the Milwaukee Bucks, and I'd I'd go as far as saying Bucks in five, because yeah. I think I think there's there's a feeling that Giannis now believes that he's the best player remaining in the playoffs, right? Yeah. In terms of accomplishment, and he should. He is. Yeah, he is. And against against Jimmy Butler's show, like Butler's had. a historical playoff success run that's probably beyond Giannis' peak and, and and we probably saw a little bit of that but he overcame that this year and yeah. to i think to the mental fortitude that he showed against 
Kevin Durant and um, and I guess point one of James Harden. Uh, that's huge growth, and I think he's he probably lacked a little bit of self belief. That will probably come now, um, and and I expect this to be a little bit easier for all the reasons we discussed. I think Milwaukee he will find a, it. He will yeah. find it a lot easier now because like after Durant, it's Gallinari who is facing as like the primary swingman, and yeah. he's gonna destroy Gallinari with all with all due respect to Gallo. I, I yeah. just feel bad for what's going to happen to him in this in this next round. Yeah. Um, over to the West, and I'm going to make this question way simpler. So, well, well, let me let me back this up. Obviously, the the Suns have been they they got lucky with AD's injury, but ever since then, you can't take anything away from how amazing and sort of uh, disciplined this team has been. They they are they are deep. They're loaded, and at the time of recording, we're recording this on the 22nd of June. Uh, the Suns are already 1-0 up. So, yeah. so they already, you know, just want to put that in context in our conversation that we, we already know that they are, they have a bit of an advantage here, right? Um, but my question isn't about the Suns at all. My question is very simple. Who the hell or what the hell are the Los Angeles Clippers? What are they? <laughs> what are we looking at in terms of, like, are, are they a good team? Are they a bad team? Are they somebody we can trust? Are they cursed? Are they lucky? What is going on? We, we we need to read some metaphysical situation here. This is not about basketball anymore. What, what these Clippers are doing? It's crazy, right? If you think about it, outside of Game Seven against Dallas, practically every result that they've had is the opposite of what they were expected to have. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> they, they were meant to to technically beat the Mavericks in easier fashion than they did last year. But it went to seven games, and and they won all the games that they were not meant to, and they lost all the games that they were meant to. It's the same thing against the Jazz as well. So it's it's insane how weird this team is to read. But if there's one thing I think I've come really impressed with is is Tyloo's coaching. I think he's he's proved himself to be a very smart on the fly coach who who understands the matchups and he figures out like where the edge is. So whether it's like the maximizing the small ball unit or or whether it's scheming the defense against uh, against the main threats or, or whatever it is i think it's he's he's figured that out so i think it's the clippers small ball unit and how functional and how good they can be which will which will define this series for me so i don't expect Kawhi Leonard to come back even though they've been like super mysterious about the uh, gravity of his injury any any acl even like the lightest mildest sprain i think will you need to be super careful about it, and you can't you can't rush him. Um, so I, I I do think he's not going to play. But Paul George has has shut most of us up, right? Like pandemic P yeah. is he's he's done. To, yeah, it's yeah. close to what um, what he should be with with playoff P. So he may not be that. Pandemic but, P has been vaccinated. It's over. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so he's he's played he's played really well, and I think the rest of the Clippers cast as well. Like they are really really elite role players. And they're they're doing their jobs. Whether that's enough, we we'll wait and see. And what, whether that's um, that's enough with Chris Paul coming back. When does he come back? Does he come back? There's lots of questions on Phoenix's side as well, right? So I think it's I think it's going to be a really fascinating series. I ha- I'm not sure like what I want to call it at right now. But if if I had to put my money on anything, I'd say like somebody in seven. I just don't know who. <laughs> I'm a little. Th- th- this is the first time I'm going to bet against the Clippers in these playoffs. Mm-hmm. I had them winning both the Dallas and the Jazz series, but I did not. But not in the way that that it actually turned out. 
I thought the Dallas series would be much easier. And I, yeah. and I thought that the Jazz series would have been easy because they had Kawhi. Exactly. And, 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 and neither of those things ever really happened. Um, so I, I am super impressed by these sons. I feel like they are... Um, the thing about them is that because they're not doing... Because they're not doing spectacular things, even though uh, game one, Devin Booker was spectacular individually, they are, they are just doing their job. They're doing what they're supposed to. So I yeah. feel like we are not surprised by them in, in that way. Like the, even when they beat the Lakers without AD, they, it was as if like, of course, they're going to beat them now because there's no AD. It wasn't like, you know, yeah. they, they didn't do something that made headlines in, in such yeah. a sense, right? So, so I think in that way, they, they have become, I won't say underrated, but under talked about because they, they're just doing their job. They, you know, mm-hmm. they, it, it, they didn't do like a massive emotional thing that the Clippers did against the Jazz, right? Um, yeah. I, I, I'm really impressed by Devin Booker's growth. Like he has become a legitimate superstar, and you know we may have to start having the conversation whether he's like a top 12 to 15 player in the league by the time this these playoffs are over. Um, yeah. I mean, he 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 might be in the conversation for top 10 even. Who knows? Like at this point, with all the injuries, it's it, it's it's at least a name I can throw in there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm gonna say Phoenix in six, and I know that sounds like a cop out because game one has already happened and they've won. But I would have said that either way. I think without Kawhi. I think if Kawhi was healthy, yeah, it wouldn't have been a question for me. I, I, I have so much belief in him, and the, you know, you were um, um, you were complimenting the role players, of the Clippers. I love the role players of the Clippers, but if the top two guys are healthy, and then the role players they sort of fit in place, right? But yeah. without Kawhi, I still doubt them a little bit. Um, that said, the moment you doubt the Clippers, they are going to do the opposite. So, so who knows? At this point, yeah. if, if if they win the title and Tom and uh, and Man is the Finals MVP, it won't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, I feel like you missed an opportunity to do like a a monkey bath, monkey bath. A, a monkey bath. This uh, I think I've tweeted that enough. So, <laughs> it, it 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 would be pretty. Uh, it, 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 it will be pretty fun to see when CP3 does come back and, you know, rekindle his sort of rivalry with, with Rondo. Um, of course, you know, it, it has been nice to see the, the Paul George resurrection and and how he's been able to sort of bury his demons. But I'm going to say Suns in six. And it, it's going to be pretty shocking to see this young team at the, at the precipice of the NBA finals. Either way, whoever makes these finals... Except for Milwaukee, who are we've been hoping for them to be there for a few years now. That's Every right. other finalist, whether it's Atlanta, Phoenix, or or even the Clippers without Kawhi, will be a shock. So either way, this is this is a pretty fascinating end to the season, right? Definitely, definitely. And I think to think that at one point, maybe before the the results sort of played out, it was likely to be a, a Phoenix, Clippers, Sixers, and Nets situation, right? So think about like what it could have been. It could have been Chris Paul, could have been Doc Rivers, <laughs> yeah. could have been Blake Griffin and the Clippers as they are right now. So it could have been yeah. like a Clippers show all around. But it could have been a reunion of the of, of the very disappointing Clippers team. But there's still a chance for either the Clippers or the Chris Paul to redeem themselves in a way. Yes, we, we, we shall find out whether the Clippers curse is bigger or the Chris Paul curse is bigger or like whose curse <laughs> is. One of those will end. Inevitably, that's the only way to end this. The only way they were going to play against each other. 
Um, yes. This is going to be fun. Kaushik, uh, I will catch you again. I guess the next time we speak, we should probably preview the finals when they're set. We should. We absolutely should. Uh, we have no idea who it will be at this point, but I think both of us are probably aligned on on the Bucks and to some extent yes. I, on the on the Suns as well. So I'm gonna say Bucks and Suns, yeah. But we'll see. yeah, hopefully it's Bucks and Suns too. Like not not age old sort of playoff teams in in the last few years. Um, uh, it, not not teams that haven't won before, but teams that haven't won in a long long time, right? So. I think it'll be. Well, the Suns have never won. It would be the Suns first. Yeah. yeah, and the Bucks won when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was still called Lewis Silner. So it's like, <laughs> it's been a long ass time. It it, yeah. it is fun to see, right? It's fun to see these new teams make it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, with that, I think we should bring episode one zero six to a close, Karan. Um, I'd like to thank all of our listeners once again for tuning in to us, for for constantly listening to us, for. If you have any, if you have any messages that you want to send out to us, if you want, if you have questions that need answering, um, hit us up on Twitter. Karan is at Hoopistani and at Karan Madhok One. I'm at underscore Kaushik Seven. We are at Hooptashan in, um, in Podca- uh, Podbean, Twitter, SoundCloud, a bunch of different places. And we also made a, a brief appearance on the Patel and Kumar live stream. Uh, that was so much fun. A few days ago. So if you haven't if you haven't checked that out already, please go do so. Um, yeah, it was good. It was a lot of fun being on that on that show. Uh, we brought we brought a, a little silly banter like like we always do. We brought some very deep cuts NBA jerseys, like or not necessarily yes, not even NBA jerseys, right? It's just basketball jerseys. No, uh, no, we didn't go NBA. We we went CBA and um, and, and, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, give give that out. Give that um, uh, a watch. They're, uh, they're they're a nice show. They um, bring a different angle to covering basketball from like a like an Indian perspective. Um, and shout out to shout out to Patel and Kumar. Yeah, um, for sure. That 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 was so much fun, and uh, I I love what they're doing to promote basketball from like an Indian perspective. Shout out to everyone who's doing that. Uh, Kaushik, catch you soon for the finals. Absolutely. Until next time, then. Hashtag India Basketball.